Hello and welcome to episode number 316 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We are back again. We are starting to get into a very uh, busy season in the coming weeks slash month ahead. Oh my, there is, yeah, there's just so much to talk about, which is great. Um, across the big screen, uh, across TV as well, smaller screen releases, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, lots of return of horror icons as well as lots of new interesting looking IPs as well. So, so it's a great time. Um, but yeah, we'll get to all that stuff in the coming weeks. Uh, but first, with a bit of news before we talk about this week's film. Um, this one came in just a few hours before recording, which was nice. Normally, it's the other way around. Um, yeah. And it's funny yeah, because... I've was... done this for weeks, this one. We've finally got on the right side of it. Yeah, yeah, they always wait normally. Um, but I was going to talk about this anyway because... I found it bizarre the lack of this. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about is the is the Hellraiser trailer, which is finally out. And I had already written it down, being like, "We're two weeks away from this film, and there isn't a trailer." And to me, I was going to talk about how that was a potential red flag, <laughs> um, because I'm like, "When has that ever happened before?" I get that this is a smaller release, um, you know, and it's not a big cinema release, but it is a movie that people are very excited for this October. Like, I I know it's probably just the circles that I'm in, and clearly more people are going to watch Halloween than this but like i'm seeing more people hyped for hellraiser than anything else this sort of halloween season. yeah we've we've just done well to dig out a subsection of horror that, <laughs> that is aligned to our tastes i think that's all that is evidence of <laughs> True. um but either way um yeah the hype is there especially from us um but we got mm-hmm. to see this first trailer obviously there's been so many little teasers we got images and and different things but this is this is it like this is what we've been waiting for of like right actually what does this look like um a new hellraiser movie you know we've talked about it time and time again how awful hellraiser has been for multiple decades at this point um yeah i mean what what did you what did you make of this trailer i just i'm trying not to get hyped um too much because i've been burned far too many times this is this is by far the thing that has burnt me the most in in like horror movies um but yeah i mean the trailer looked good i think the i I was interested to see how much they're focusing on the puzzle box Mm. and the kind of solving of the box and kind of the mythology of the box and then kind of um, you know, we got to see other Cenobites as well. We kind of knew, you know, the Hell Priest and kind of what she looked like from the, the, the images and stuff. And she still looked cool, um, but it was good to see the other Cenobites and kind of, you know, I, I want this to be an ensemble. You know, I think um, I think that's the thing with Hellraiser that, um, you know, we've said for ages that Pinhead really isn't the lead of those, you know, the movies that we love at all. In fact, when he becomes the, the token mascot of the latter movies, that's when the, the franchise has problems. Mm. And it's not like I don't have a problem with Pinhead, but it's like that that's not what the franchise is for me. It's these this box and these people that get tempted to it and everything else. And it's kind of like, you know, uh, I, I hope they lean on that a bit more. We got a couple of images that look like kind of hell, mm. kind of similar to, to um, you know, part two, yeah. which was interesting as well. We kind of had the... Um, the kind of what diamond kind of shaped big kind of um, uh, uh, laminate configuration kind of there in hell. So that was kind of, you know, quite, quite good to see that. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, you know, I think the trailer was, you know, pretty much exceeded my expectations. I think, you know, it got me hyped for it in, in a lot of good ways and didn't show me too much that really angered me, which is always good. 
Yeah, I was nervous to watch this because I was I was expecting disappointment. I thought this was when mm. the bubble bursts, especially with it being so close to release. I really thought like, oh, they're holding this for as long as possible and then hoping that people probably don't watch the trailer because it's close to the film. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. I thought this was a great trailer. Um, I actually watched it twice because I enjoyed it so much. And I think that it's, it kind of, it does what I wanted to do on so many different levels. Like we talked time and time again about how the original story in the original movie why you know the Cenobites are never going to be the main spectacle and that's something that the uh, so many of the other sequels get so wrong I think it's difficult to come up with such good characters like the original movie had with, with you know Julia and Frank and all that stuff so that's going to be difficult so I think the nearest thing you're going to get is a main focus on the Lamech configuration um and people trying to discover its secrets, multiple protagonists as well, which looks cool. But yeah, I really liked all that. I just think the movie looked good. It didn't look cheap or shoddy or anything like that. Like I say, there's a lot of different stuff going on here with the box, with kind of this house that seems like it's come alive. Um, you know, it was interesting because David Bruckner talked a lot about that when he released The Night House and how mm. a lot of those ideas about how the house works as this big puzzle, he kind of you know he basically made it as like a backdoor pilot in the night house for what he wanted to do in a hellraiser movie and you can clearly see that in this trailer um there's a lot of Cenobites, which is cool. Like I say, I, I always want the Hell Priest to be used sparingly, and I hope that's the case. Um, you know, if they're popping up every like ten minutes, their 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 lure and luster is going to be forgotten about very quickly. It needs to be like a main event when they show up. I I want people to do stuff with the box and have other Cenobites show up first and really kind of build to that moment. Um, it looks very gory. Was, was the case as well? Yeah. Definitely, which is like, yeah. you know, the hell priest is going to be like the the final kind of course. Yeah, which is yeah, you what you always want. Um, yeah, the movie the movie looks super kind of dark in a mm. like it's interesting because I think some people will get turned off by this, but almost like the Saw movies where it's very torture centric, and I think that that's key to what Hellraiser is. Like a modern day Hellraiser, if you think about what the original movies did compare that to now it would look like a saw movie it would be you know multiple people in different scenarios being tortured and so it almost did remind me of like different puzzle games in different rooms and kind of people being killed that way mm. um so yeah i wonder if there is going to be like a multiple layers to this like are we going to see different configurations in different areas or is it all kind of is there like one singular hub to this story um but yeah, I really like this trailer. I was expecting disappointment, whereas now I'm like, oh no, this exceeded it. And like I say, this is easily the best looking Hellraiser thing for a very long time. And so I think that now with a great director and a decent trailer, I'm like, I I'd be shocked if this is, you know, not good at the very least. Um, so yeah, very much looking forward to this in a, in a kind of very packed October. This is the thing I'm looking forward to the most by far. Um so yeah, yeah I'm I very excited have... at this point. I'm just trying not to get too hyped because it hurt mm. me so many times. But yeah, this this you know this is the one that you know has got the most things going right for it. It seems, but I may have said that in the past as well. <laughs> I mean, you've got to let yourself get excited for these things, yeah. like because like I, I get what you're saying. You're being a realist, but like there, there hasn't there hasn't been as much evidence 
for a very long time that they would do in hellraiser right like i think some of the things they've said in particular in the early stuff which i think some fans have latched onto, in my opinion wrongly um it's it's kind of the typical reaction of when certain people see the way pinhead looks and it's so drastically different to the original film people get outraged and then you get like the staunch defenders who annoy me just as much saying oh well actually if you read the the novel and it's like you don't even know what you're talking about you you're just spewing this like same narrative that the people that wrote this are trying to do and i think it's both wrong like it looks cool to me and i don't care that it looks different but on the flip side of it if you're trying to kind of base it upon oh well if you go back to the original novella it's like come on man like we talked about it before but clive barker made an amazing adaptation of his own novel like so any any kind of like deviation from that is ridiculous i think so but yeah that's the only thing about this that is a little bit kind of frustrating other than that i think they've done everything right it, and that is the other weird thing as well is like this is an original story completely w watching this trailer confirms that because that was the other thing i was curious about was like is this a quasi remake are they gonna yeah, like julia and frank in there is this gonna be you know a straight-up adaptation more very strongly to hellbound heart even though there was only about three things he changed anyway um but the answer <laughs> is no like this is just a new hellraiser movie called hellraiser straight up so like the even the idea of them evoking the novella just seems preposterous to me because it's clearly based upon like hellraiser the film franchise more than that original novella was um, yeah i think i think it's one of them like the further we get away from that original kind of announcement and news it kind of seems clear to me that they were like we need to just get ourselves away from like the eight Hellraiser movies, the last mm. eight. And we need a way to say, no, we're going back to the roots and we can't keep saying we're going back to the original movie because that's what six of the last eight movies have also said. Yeah. So it's like, we need to just, we need to focus direction on something and that will hopefully get us enough goodwill until people see our shit. And then hopefully that, that is good enough then at that point. So yeah, I kind of, yeah, I agree with everything you said about what they, you know, what they said and how that kind of triggered me in certain ways. But I, at this point, I, you know, yeah, it just it feels like a just a brand new story, which is exactly what the franchise needs. It's just, yeah, don't carry baggage because Hellraiser has a lot of baggage. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's all just optics and how you choose to present something. Because mm. like they say, they could have went the Halloween route, but they couldn't because they're doing something so drastically different with the Hellpriest character. So they couldn't mm. say, oh yeah, no, just the first one's canon and fuck all those other movies because apparently fans are okay with that. Even though if I was a fan of a franchise and a franchise did that, I would be human. But apparently Halloween fans are perfectly fine with that. Um, oh, apparently, okay. apparently, okay. apparently Halloween fans only like the first movie. Um, but either way, um, yeah, I don't know where we're going. I just, that was just a cheap shot that I wanted to get in there. It's, it's funny though, because it would make so much more sense with Hellraiser where they'd be yeah, like, I know. Oh, yeah, you know what? The first two movies, they're canon. The rest suck. Cool. <laughs> And, and I can't imagine there's any Hellraiser fan that wouldn't go, well, I kind of missed three, but even, yeah, cool. Well, that's the thing. They could even stretch and say trilogy, yeah. and I think most people wouldn't be that annoyed at that. Yeah, and be like, okay, cool, let's continue from there, because they're like, yeah, guess what? The franchise has been a mess for a while. But when, when you delete Halloween H2O, that's when I have a problem, all right? <laughs> It's a good movie, goddammit. <laughs> uh, it's just, I, I listen, we're going off on a tangent. I don't care. It's, we're <laughs> going to be talking about Halloween started. soon. We haven't even started to review the movie and we've already. No, it's fine. It. But, like, it is weird because, like, I like a lot of the Halloween sequels. I don't even me consider too. myself a big Halloween film franchise fan, but I'm like, it is weird to me that I'm like, 
what so i thought a lot of people liked halloween 2 the original and, and all these different movies like some oh, of the later ones five. as well like yeah good yeah Daniel that's Harris. what i mean right it's good shit it's give me, weird, give me man. That Paul Rudd in Halloween Six, like, you know? I just—it's bizarre. We'll, we'll we'll say that again because this has been a conversation the last three years, and it's not going to go away because I feel like it's not talked about enough. Therefore, I'm going to talk about it more than I should it to kind of soon, even, right? even things. Out. It's very soon. Um, like it. Please let it end. Yeah, uh, who knows what the hell that shit show is going to be? But we'll save that for another week. Um, but yeah, hype for Hellraiser, hype for an actual good uh, horror film franchise. But moving oh, on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you know that movie Pearl. We still haven't seen that yet, which God is annoying. Um, I can't, <laughs> I can't keep having news stories about the movie after Pearl until I've seen Pearl, man. This is just <laughs> this is a very brief update slash clarification because we talked about it last week. The whole you know X is now becoming a trilogy with part three mm. of Maxine, um, but it was unclear at the time what that was because we were talking about how you know ty west had talked about a potential trilogy at the start of the mm. year he secretly made pearl and i was <laughs> like did did this guy secretly make free films and that was kind of where we left it because we didn't mm. have an answer to that but this is this becomes a lot clearer now this is just straight up and a sequel to x so if you ignore the pearl stuff which you know we have to right now because we haven't seen it and we really want to just imagine x was an amazing movie which it was and it got greenlit a sequel which they all wanted to make and so that's the easy way of looking at this um so don't okay. expect it anytime soon like it's not going to suddenly drop in february or something like that but who knows with ty west um yeah. or he could take 10 years to make it because i don't really know with him but either way i'll be watching it as long as we can watch it um but yeah, like what you I said like <laughs> that's where i'm at at this point i'm like yeah you're just gonna stealth this in like two weeks like, yeah, that'd be if we had to wait, and then we'll just do like a double bill of Pearl yeah. and Maxine. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you know what? The UK got shafted. They get the double bill. That this this grindhouse, this shit. You're like, you know, you get Maxine first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's more likely. Yeah, that's more likely. <laughs> who knows but yeah i just uh, it is cool though like i'm i'm excited for more ty west and i'm excited for more in this world and i just yeah i hope that we get to talk about pearl it's it's really Ooh. is surprising again i know we go over a lot of these same points recently but like we have been destroyed with with our releases this year and in, in terms of uk mm -hmm. distribution this is the worst it's ever been in the last six years hands down yeah. um movies like barbarian and pearl it's like they just don't exist you know talking of which hellraiser like has no uk date right now yeah. like luckily for us it's coming out on an american digital platform that we can watch via vpns but like it's it's frustrating that we have to do that but it's not the end of the world whereas yeah. with stuff like pearl and barbarian when it's only a u.s theatrical release well we just don't yeah, have that option um yeah and i think like it's, it's just ha you know it seems it was a worry because when we first got back into cinemas post-covid Mm. You know, we had to see Spiral, uh, a random cinema, because our Odeon, like, Odeon just were like, yeah, we ain't got that one, lads. Like, That's what? weird, not it? They're like, yeah, we just don't have that film. I'm like, what, why? And I'm like, well, it's just, you know, it's reels. And, you know, we'll never and got now, as well, which is amazing. No, no, they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, cool. They're like, oh, we didn't realize it was a thing. I'm like, well, it's, you, you're probably correct. But as a quick aside as well, yeah. you know, there's a new Saw movie coming out next year. What does that mean? Has has Lionsgate yeah. burned all their bridges with Odeon now, the biggest, you know, cinema provider in the UK? Exactly. Does that mean yeah. that movie's not coming out in cinemas? Like, who knows? You know, and, and we kind of said at the time, we were like, is this the exception or the rule? And it's mm. like, you know, the, it seemed like it was the exception. And now suddenly, like, you know, a year or so later, we've, we've got back to this where we're getting you know like you say it's the worst delays for movies since doing the podcast you know mm. 
let's not forget nope you know that that yeah. was that was it's, it's worse than delays it's literally we don't know like right yeah. now there is it's like it doesn't exist i'm googling it every day like yeah, pearl, you and, and pearl just, nothing yeah, and like there's people like Pearl is nothing, which is mind blowing considering we got X day and day. Um, I just don't know what they're doing with that we movie. Saw that in the cinema, man. Like, yeah, how did that happen? I just don't get it. Whereas, um, Barbarian seems like it might come to Disney Plus in October. Like I'm hearing rumors of that. Um, so of course it'll come out when there's a million other things to watch. But I'm, I don't really care yeah. about that as long as it comes out at some point. But yeah, it's just annoying. Like I'm hoping that as week as each week goes on, I'm hoping we'll get to mention when we're going to see these two movies because whenever we can they'll shoot to the top of our list both those two mm -hmm. films especially pearl. like unless we're watching hellraiser that week we're going to watch pearl whenever it comes out so um but yeah either way that's that's I the update on that one the week of uh, halloween yeah hopefully both so um, yeah and we do halloween three weeks later <laughs> or we just don't do it um but yeah and so <laughs> um we do have a so the couple more news stories basically this, this yeah, is a nice little update <laughs> a couple more a couple more um this this one so there was a movie searching that we saw um Great that movie. we didn't do a show on but yeah we both saw it and both loved it that obviously we talked a while ago that they'd kind of greenlit a sequel um we do have a date for that now um the movie's called missing um and it is coming out february 24th next year um so yeah we're, we're sort of less than uh six months away from that one yeah, so that'd be interesting again yeah well i don't think you do um because it's not it seems to not be linked at all um unless it's they're lying which is which could be true because there could be some sort of small link but it yeah, seems I like it's not going to follow the same characters or anything like that. it's just going to be i think it's just their screen life movie basically of like oh yeah this one was really good we should make another one yeah. um but either way looking forward to it i i really like that style that genre of films um more often than not they're, they're they're very enjoyable to me so i hope this one's as enjoyable as searching more searching's brilliant like mm. it can't be understated if people haven't seen searching because yeah we didn't do a show on it but it's it's awesome um Sure. and then yeah lastly another date uh this is one that we thought we were going to see this year and then just kind of dropped off a cliff like we might have even talked about it in 2020 um because we've known about this movie for a while so it's it's called 65 which is uh not the most memorable title Ooh. um but it's from the a quiet place slash haunt uh writers slash directors um scott beck and brian woods um this is kind of their i guess their follow-up to haunt right because they they directed haunt didn't they mm -hmm. yeah. um and obviously they were just what some of the writers on a quiet place as well as i think they yeah. they advised the script for two as well um yeah. but yeah, this is their next big film um and it kind of it was scheduled for a long time like yeah i remember this was one that got hit with covid delays um because mm. we yeah. heard them talk about this in person didn't we at fright fest when we saw yeah, haunt, I, so. say, I feel like you know uh, to me i was almost expecting to see it at the Fr at fright fest like the next year and then <laughs> and then i guess covid happened yeah well i think this is a, a pretty big film as well this is a mm. big sci-fi movie adam driver's starring in it um but yeah we we do have a date which is march 10th next year so it's good that we're getting some big movies at the start of next year mm. um yeah th this one's kind of being kept under wraps really other than it being a sci-fi movie but like w you know we're definitely going to see whatever the hell these guys do next because they're i mean horn is an incredible movie and obviously their writing chops is incredible as well so looking forward to it it's always nice to get some dates on some some movies for early next year i as we get into the tail end of this year now exactly um but yeah shall we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about the invitation 
So yeah, this uh, this film actually came out uh, in the cinemas um, the week we went to Fright Fest, which was nice. Because <laughs> um, yeah, we literally were waiting for like more cinema releases. I think what was it? Nope. Before then, um, yeah. and we'd had a few weeks of filler and wanted movies to talk about when there wasn't. And then surprise, surprise, this was when a lot of movies, other movies that we didn't really care about, like Orphan First Kill, we were never really going to do a show on. Yeah. And, a couple of others. Yeah, yeah, but like this one was like it looked decent. Um, you know, it's funny that we've actually already covered a movie called The Invitation for the podcast. I'm, I know, I nearly lost my mind like <laughs> when I started to watch it this week and I had to like stop and then look it up and I was like, Man, there's like seventeen movies called The Invitation. I know it's like, such it's... a generic title, which is funny. But I was thinking, like, have we actually covered two movies with the exact same title before? <laughs> I mean it's a good question. Um, I don't think we have. Off, yeah, off the top I don't of my think head. we have. No. Because this, this was immediately, like, the second I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that, that other movie called Invitation. And that was, like, super early on. It was, I think yeah. we were in single figures when yeah, we saw God, that. Really? God. I remember that one had, like, a lot of hype around People it. People really liked that, yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, Invitation 2022, mm. I kind of, I, I pretty much knew nothing about it. And I think yeah. the... The name really doesn't do it any favours because I don't, you know... I had a different name for the longest time as well. <laughs> what was a different name? It was called The Bride uh, for the longest time and then okay. for some reason they I just mean, changed it. But yeah, I know yeah. that's another terrible title. I mean, I, I, mean, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to give them shade when I'm not throwing anything else at the wall for them because I, I don't really know. But, like, yeah, it's it's not a great title to differentiate yourself from, from yeah, multiple other horror movies called it. But anyway... We've now seen the movie, um, and yeah, kind of, I almost knew nothing about this movie, which is always fun going into it, <laughs> and kind of the, the cold opening was very jarring to begin with, mm. um, where I didn't really understand what the hell was going on. It was incredibly <laughs> dark and incredibly fast, and I was like, what the, I, I literally had to watch it twice. It was, was very like, bizarre. I was like, what? is this movie going to be about? And then, and then the movie actually begins and we, int- we get introduced to Evie, our main character. And she's kind of instantly very likable. Um, she's this kind of struggling artist in that's kind of growing up. Where was she? New York, I think yeah. initially. And she's kind of basically this waitress and she's kind of, you know, struggling to make ends meet and trying to become this this artist. And um, she basically, in the most random way ever, gets a goodie bag from one of the parties that she's waitressing. And <laughs> that has a DNA test in it. And she thought, why not use it? And basically, this it's this kind of newfangled company that's kind of like, I don't know what it's called, like ancestry.com, finderrelative.com, mm. whatever, where you basically send your DNA off and it will then find matches of people for you, of your long lost relatives. And lo and behold, not only does she get a match, she instantly gets um, uh, DM'd. He, he slides direct into her DMs. A long lost, <laughs> uh, was it cousin? Yeah cousin um what the hell was his name oh is it uh, oliver oliver yeah cousin oliver and um he's this kind of very posh british guy that is just by happenstance visiting new york and um 
kind of meets her for dinner and everything's, you know, going really well. And we find out that Evie is kind of, um, at, at this point, um, her, both her parents have died and she has no other family. So, you know, it, it seems like she has this one very good friend and not a close, you know, not a huge network of friends either. So kind of in discovering this family member and then with, with, with Oliver being kind of, you know, so, so charming and so nice to her, she's kind of instantly kind of, you know, attached. And, and he basically invites her to come to England, um, for a wedding where basically, um, this huge wedding between these two very kind of regal British families uh, is taking place. And it's kind of all very, you know, Downton Abbey, if you like, kind of when she, she she accepts the invitation, hence the name of the movie, and goes to England. And yeah, it's this very kind of old fashioned mansion that's kind of got lots of waiters and maids and, and very kind of th- this all new world that she's thrust into and she's been flipped on her head where you know 36 hours ago she was you know waitressing in new york and now suddenly she's like being treated like a the the you know the prodigal princess that's returning to this rich family and suddenly she's getting weighted on hand and foot and kind of discovering this world and it's very you know um <clears throat> I found myself kind of, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour into this being like, this is, I'm really just enjoying the journey that she's going on. And there's, the, there's the, then this kind of underlying horror that's happening where mm. it's kind of, <clears throat> it's a mixture of a couple of things. Um, it's supernatural and it's kind of, you know, how much is in her head. It's dream and, and, you know, a little bit supernatural, but then there's clearly a physical presence. And I think early on, I don't know whether you felt that way as well or whether, you know, I'm pretty sure it's fairly explicit that there is this physical presence. There's something there that's actually doing shit. And I think I think that is what um, kept me way more engaged in this movie, that it set that out early on. Because mm-hmm. quite often with these movies, you're in this, you're in this, you know, old British mansion that, that's clearly got stories to tell and ghosts inside it and and it's like uh you know is this just going to be a haunting movie and and i felt very early on that no there's something physically there there and now that that's causing her problems and and so that definitely kind of you know made it more of a more of an engaging horror movie experience not knowing what this movie is about um as yeah we basically get closer and closer to this main event of the wedding kind of evie is um instantly swept off her feet by walter um what the hell's the family name god i can't remember oh, Walters. yeah they're the alexanders the <laughs> evie and then deville. deville that's it i was gonna say it's something brilliant in it yeah <laughs> i was like the well, funniest because, part of the film to me. <laughs> oh, I know it's hilarious. I tell you why because for some reason I had Malfoy in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it may as well have been. Yeah, that's why. And I was like, "Fuck, it's not Malfoy, but it's something very on the nose." Yeah, the the veils. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Walter's brilliant. Like Walter is just like the like stereotypical charming English bloke, like dialed up to fifty. It's it's hilarious and kind of. Um, 
yeah, we go on this journey with Evie as she's being swept away by Walter in a romantic sense and by this new rich family that she's just inherited. There is this underlying evil that, that's growing and growing as the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good times, hey? Why, why don't you give me your thoughts on it, seeing as you uh, didn't know anything about this guy? Because I, I knew a couple of things, so I, I knew a bit more. Yeah, I mean, I've I've kept away from a couple of very obvious buzzwords in my synopsis because, mm. and, and I, I, how, how obvious is that? Like, did, I did you bet, know so. that going in? <laughs> it was definitely built to me like, like as that type of horror film. I, but yeah, so I was we, shocked we with how. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we don't need to hide away from that. Um, mm. for our, but like, we've been trolled recently with that. Yeah, where it's like, oh, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And then it really isn't. It never goes there. So, uh, I mean, shall we stop beating around the bush with the, with that side of things? Like, basically, basically, like there there's there's hints throughout the whole movie that there's vampires and and yeah. something kind of gothic is going on. And to what level is, is kind of what what we unpack during this movie as to kind of what it is. But there's kind of you know you you see glimpses of creatures you see kind of you know them kind of going for blood and and that sort of thing and it's kind of as the movie kind of goes on i was like it takes a long while to get the reveal as to how far they lean into it which i won't go into but i think um that was what really got me kind of excited and enjoying it that i was i was really enjoying evie's story I was really kind of enjoying her being swept off her feet. And it's one of them where it's like, you know, it's very get out inspired as well, where it's like, she's this kind of absolute fish out of water. And, and you fucking know that that it's going to go wrong because you're yeah. watching a horror movie. You're, you're watching a movie that's, you know, R rated or 15 rated or whatever. That's like, had nothing that needs that apart from an opening scene. And it's like, you know, it's really, you know, if this was an episode of Downton Abbey, I wouldn't have been surprised for like 20 minutes. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're the long lost, you're the long lost Evie. Come here, cousin Evie. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's like this, this growing presence of this, this thing in the basement. They kind of have this key that's kind of locking something away. And, and the maids all, like when, when we first get introduced to, to the, to the, um, mansion the maids have all got numbers on their uniforms which straight away i was like here we fucking go <laughs> like why are we numbering them <laughs> like mm. that's not that's not a thing that happens <laughs> and um yeah there's just like these little moments like that and i found myself like we get introduced to these kind of um very resident evil village inspired <laughs> sisters where i'm like oh, okay unbelievable then. wasn't it yeah i couldn't how quickly someone's got that in a film I know, <laughs> like it's I was within like just over a year we're already yeah. seeing stuff being ripped off from resident evil village it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of yeah, it's mind-blowing it's brilliant yeah and they they straight away were just like they stunk of like just just villains and like <laughs> what what the hell where, where where are we gonna get their heel turn and they were just all the, every one of them because you've got you know you've got every character in this including evie where i'm like there was a part of the movie where I was like, is she going to be the villain? Like, is she going to like turn? Because like everyone's just got like a lot of secrets and a lot of like confidence to be both, you know, the the villain or not. And it was kind Mm. of, and, and, and and yeah, so as the movie unpacked, I was getting, you know, I was, I was into it a fair bit. And, and eventually when we got the kind of, um, 
reveals and we got the final act and we got kind of what this you know what it was leading towards when we um you know i was i found myself satisfied by that and kind of enjoyed that that kind of you know the movie then does become a different movie for the last 20 minutes um and i still enjoyed that as well i think kind of coming out of the movie i kind of wish that they'd have lent into the the kind of horror a bit more when we kind of got these moments they were a little bit um especially kind of in the first like hour and a bit like when we had the maid kind of get picked off and uh, you know it was it was all kind of very in the shadows and very dark and i kind of now i know what the reveal is it was like oh i would have liked you to somehow give me a bit more of that because i really have missed that in horror and and the fact that they kind of went you know went for it and kind of in some senses i wish they didn't hold back in others and and i and i wish we'd have got a real kind of bloodbath in and even if it had been like the last 20 minutes or so um it's being billed as well on you know this is available on digital services this is being billed and sold as the unrated edition mm. so i think when you see that word that word unrated in a title your yeah. expectations suddenly do expect slightly more than a, than a you know of yeah, some like other when I, films. When I watch Raw unrated, I, yeah, I possessed got Raw unrated. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't even know what the. I think it's literally like uncensored or something, and I'm like, that is the perfect way because I don't yeah. even know like yeah, how they call like that. Forty five seconds into the movie, and I'm looking for a sick bag. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, you've, you've, that's unrated. Whereas this one, I'm like, yeah, they. I just felt that they needed to lean into the, to it more, and I would have I would have absolutely loved this movie. Whereas mm. I still I still really enjoyed it. I still I still had a really good time. And like I said, you know the the fact that this movie is quite slow, but I was really in the journey, and then and then it did deliver. Like this certainly is not a disappointment. But I, but if it had gone a little bit harder, this would have been pushing like a really good movie for me. But yeah, mm. still still enjoyed it interesting i wonder if this is where we're uh we're slowly starting to have some uh some different opinions for the first time in a long time because we had obviously bodies 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 that was uh we were slightly i mean for us it was uh pretty different opinions yeah. um yeah i i didn't really enjoy this one i think I'll, I'll start with the positives which is definitely the first 30 minutes um i i, I was like with you where i liked evie as a character um really liked the setup the whole like dna testing and finding out this kind of family um you know it's it's portrayed pretty early on that she's lost her family and so that is something it's kind of that mixed with the the struggle for money are kind of like her two biggest frustrations and so yeah, the fact cool. that she's yeah presented with oh well you know what you've got this family that's also very very rich um is super interesting i i love that as a setup um you know it's not a more obvious traditional setup typically we're either see like a couple or a family or close friends whereas i like this reason for two random people to be thrown together um and i liked their back and forth i was kind of surprised actually that the movie does shift a lot away from oliver once mm. we get to england and then it is yeah it is mostly about evie and walter at that point which is still very good especially their early um you know back and forths but i, I was a bit surprised at how i guess inconsequential oliver becomes because he's like our main conduit to this family early on um but either way yeah i liked all the setup and then her getting there and like i say there's just that that perfect like i say fish out of water get out vibes you know even with the maids like you touched upon that like 
that's such a cool thing that because we see her waiting tables early on um and the way she's kind of treated to people and she immediately has this affinity and, and even this early again very well written good scene where she like accidentally bangs into someone and breaks the glasses and the way she's reacting to that and then there's kind of like i don't know if he's like the head butler or something yeah. I, I don't really know how he's described but he clearly has more power even though he is working for the family and like the way he treats those maids and you know immediately kind of gets on the wrong foot with evie and when he suddenly realizes that evie is someone he should be respecting he just like immediately steps back and starts talking differently like i liked all that stuff really like it was all really good and then i just at a certain point like i think once we started getting the more traditional haunting sequences at night and it wasn't i was expecting us to get to reveals quicker for sure um and i think that it's going to be frustrating because i'm just going to bring up a lot of things that, that annoy me about films that we hear a lot but it is too long um it is like an hour until we get the big reveals which which i just think is too long um i think that if you're in it more like you were then it's fine um Ooh. but i was in it and then they lost me sadly because i was just getting frustrated with scenes not really going anywhere at night it really started to fall into a more traditional spooky cycle that i wasn't enjoying um the actual visuals of those scenes is where the movie really started to lose me like you mentioned it but like this movie is just in the dark constantly and you know people will know that is a big pet peeve of mine at this point but it's enough for me to turn off from the film and i think that's probably one of the main reasons why i ended up not having a good time was purely just the fact that a lot of this film is characters walking around in this house that is just pitch black and it's really hard to make stuff out and again we've talked about the reasonings behind that because the movie wants you to they're clearly throwing a lot of tropes at you and as the viewer they want you to think like oh, okay this is probably going to be about vampires because that's clearly what they're like forcing the viewer on you yeah. but they also want to leave it open but to interpretation to yeah, yeah where the tension is so you're supposed to feel that way and you know you're supposed to feel that way and then i'm like oh am i being baited or am i not being baited and i think that's where the fun is and that's where the movie will definitely land stronger for other people and that still worked for me i still think that's the best hook of the film is kind of like oh are they just you know that it's the line between just eccentric britishness and <laughs> actual crazy vampire and i think they they toe that line really well for the so most I've, part i've been there in real life like i sometimes you don't know <laughs> No, you really don't. Um, yeah, sometimes you can just be like, oh, God, I wish I knew his name. The, the guy from the start of Men, such a great character. I can't remember his name. Was it Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes you're just that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that alone. Sometimes, sometimes you're a vampire. Like, you exactly. know. Sometimes your name is literally DeVille. Um, but, mm. yeah. It, it just yeah it just started to lose me sadly the longer it went on like it, this is a long movie it's over an hour and 40 and and the fact that it's it is over an hour until we get to any sort of serious reveals and then when we get those reveals i do think they're quite generic it just becomes like yeah it is what it is and then it just becomes like an okay actiony horror hybrid but like at that point all sort of character is lost i think evie just becomes a very generic heroine at that point um there's also another weird thing that's like her friend um yeah. The, yeah, the, it's, it's like they watched get out and was like you need a friend on the end of the phone they really did it's like it's actually painful how bad of an imitation it was and it's funny because we saw something very similar to fresh but in fresh it actually worked and was good um yeah. because i think the main thing that they're missing to to kind of criticize this movie is like yes 
Rod was great comic relief in Get Out, but he actually made a huge difference on the plot. He's not just a complete throwaway, whereas this is literally a person FaceTiming someone in another country who has no sort of control over the narrative in any way, shape, or form. Like, she is completely helpless to this story. Um, and they don't really play with that as an inter- interesting fact. She's purely, purely just someone no, that Evie can talk happens, to. He just goes AWOL, basically. She, she yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I couldn't believe how she just doesn't turn up and i was i was expecting her to in some way even though it'd be ridiculous but i thought well at least it would make sense or if she's done something to to have an impact on this plot but no she was purely yeah but she was purely just there for for jokes and for someone and the jokes which i didn't find funny i didn't like this character at all um but also just a conduit for evie to at least have someone to relate to because like i say everyone else is the complete opposite of her which is cool like that's why the movie works i I love that feeling of just it's like everyone knows why you're there um everyone knows everything about you like everyone's got the script and is and is following it to a t and it's just that little uncanniness and i I wish they would have pushed that more i wish we would have got maybe that's how that first hour could have been more entertaining for me had she had more like pushing the boundaries of who's not really following the script as strongly because we have the you mentioned like the the two sisters or whatever they are gonna say the resident evil sisters kind of when they're having the um uh the the, the spa day and the nail Mm. treatment and and evie gets a cut finger yeah that scene was great because it's like oh that's like they they literally kind of palmed it off like oh i'm just i'm just a bit eccentric and it's like yeah you suck suck blood from my finger like that's weird (laughs) like you know and i think that scene yeah they they needed they definitely needed more of that because i I really enjoyed that scene Mm. but Um, yeah it it was um just overall like i i didn't hate it but i didn't have a good time i think it was mainly due to it just being too long um and and ultimately falling back on i think the final third is when a movie like this is at its strongest when it doesn't kind of show you its cards and i think when it shows its cards they weren't anything i was interested in i was like oh yeah cool you you went for the most obvious route with this like i feel like it needed to have a fun take on this type of movie in that in that finale for it to really work for me but i i still can see positives because i still think this is a really good character and also and actually multiple characters because i realize i agree with you i really thought the walter stuff worked well when uh, like victoria and when oliver were on the screen even though they weren't on screen that much they worked well for me um but yeah just a few frustrations i guess in sort of the darkness stuff um i think that's the thing you know my my biggest negatives of it are the things that drove you away from the movie because i you know i i do think you know it i I was almost like waiting for the horror to get over to get back to just the love story and (laughs) and 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 the the kind of awkward and fresh i remember where i was like oh yeah i just this relationship i don't even care if it, if anything goes wrong at this point <laughs> yeah maybe like romance movies i don't know no, <laughs> yeah, it was I, I, think, I think it it wasn't just that though it was the you know like the sisters and those moments and like you say the fact that you know she's this fish out of water and you know that everyone else knows the script mm. and that was the bit that was exciting and actually I, I feel like the movie got made and they put it in front of someone and they went yeah but no horror happens until <laughs> the dinner scene and they're like oh yeah we'll, we'll we'll have some like moments where like there's something in her room like 
under the bed and stuff. Totally. Because it, it was, you know, because it was, the horror was so by the numbers until that point. Um, Even the opening and, scene and that you is, mentioned was the classic, mm, wasn't it? Like, this movie needs to just have a horror scene. Yeah. opening scene. Like, this movie should start with our lead character doing her job at the DNA test party. Like, yeah. that's the opening scene of the movie. That's yeah. when the film actually begins. And then but, like, she assassinates no. someone and the movie <laughs> begins. Oh, wait, yeah. you just made me think about Possessor too much. Um, <laughs> but... But yeah, I think I think that's the thing that's weird about it because all of those scenes were so dark because they didn't want to reveal who was doing it and, and mm-hmm. why they were doing it. And it is a shame. I almost feel like they needed a second like villain almost. Like they could be yeah. like, Oh yeah, that's Uncle Jeffrey went really fucking mental. So <laughs> he's just locked in the basement and he's like this uncaged beast. And it, you know what I mean? They needed something like yeah. that where it was like that could be the beast that they're feeding and then they could get to the the meal and kind of the reveal and all of that side of it and then we get the more traditional bit because yeah like i can't picture like if they were to like if there was like a, a rewatch of this movie where they turned the car where they turned the lights on for those scenes of horror i can't mm. really imagine how they go down with yeah. the reveal that we then got like it, it it kind of doesn't fit and and is a shame i think like when once we got the reveal I, I get where you're coming from that they went safe and then they then that was kind of by the numbers but i've been wanting that for so long that i was kind of happy to get that um, yeah we have haven't we of like just as a side point like we we haven't had a huge amount of vampire or werewolf movies and it is hmm. cool to at least like say even though this doesn't i i don't think bring too much to the table it is cool to see that because i am shocked at how little those yeah. sort of old school horror like, things oh, are used I'm, these days yeah, i remember um oh god 40 days and 40 nights mm-hmm. like where it was just like Hang on, oh, 40, wait, 30 days of night. 30 days of night, yeah. Uh, you, little, two yeah. Josh Hartner movies there. <laughs> that is correct. Maybe maybe I just want to watch rom-coms. <laughs> <laughs> We're discovering so much today. <laughs> and uh, Oh, that was a great movie, though. It was. They're both oh, great movies. They're both great movies. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I remember, like, when that... When that oh, I, I, missed, I missed Josh Arnett when he was in a lot of things. <laughs> Since, that's a great film. And um, what, what film? Sin City. Sin City, yeah. I was thinking, what was the other, like, gangster one he did? Oh, uh, Key Number 11. I love that film. Yes, that was great. That was great as well. Oh, let's do a Josh Arnett rewatch that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's quite good recently he's never in a bad movie i feel like he had like a little mini resurgence oh he was in something weren't he let's go let's go on a josh Harner. Um, yeah, i'm gonna have a look uh, but, but i remember with that like um they really nailed like <gasps> oh he's in a big movie next year is he oh he's not he's, in nolan is he yeah he's in oppenheimer <laughs> is he oh brilliant <laughs> brilliant um but i remember like with you you're really trying to derail me and and just with <laughs> with that i remember the vampires <laughs> kind of came along so quick and like they were like oh no here are the vampires they're fucking cool and let's just go and like we really just haven't had a vampire movie that's balls to the wall like we get things like fucking what was it bite or whatever the hell that was called what the hell was it called bliss. i don't even know what that, I know what that is i remember bliss i was like i know how to oh, bliss, yeah. be where yeah. it's like where it's like, oh yeah, is it about drugs? Is it about vampires? Uh, mm. I'm like, oh, just give me vampires. Just, just give yeah, me true like, blood. Is, have me, we had any? Me, yeah, we haven't had fantastic ones, have we, for the podcast? No, 
No. So the second we get something, I'm like, oh, because I, I really, yeah, I, I, I do miss vampires and and werewolves. They are criminally underused. Like, I am Ooh. stunned at how we kind of got to that saturation point with zombies for a while. And but mm. even zombies, we've had, I think, two reinventions for, since, you know, doing the podcast with well, obviously yeah. One Cut of the Dead and Train to Busan. They're both incredible. And so the fact that they're still, you know, there's still room in the most saturated area. Whereas, yeah, with yeah, Dracula. What's, what's the best vampire movie we've seen for the podcast? I can't. I can't hardly think of any we've actually seen. I was gonna say it could. It could be this one. <laughs> Probably it, it must be by default. Like, like the best because like you get things like Raw. That was good. Yeah, because you get things like Raw, where it's like yeah. you know, it's not really a vampire movie. She kind of has a lot of tendencies, but it's not really. Yeah, uh, like that's cool, few, I think that's worth counting because that is a mm. clear reinvention. Like yeah. I think ultimately something else that this movie is it's an area of gray is that this movie wants to mention dracula so hard and I it know. can't um yeah. you know they talk about nosferatu because it's like ah we can say that word and get away yeah. with it but it's like I you can't mention many things over the years. He, like he literally oh, what's the quote he says like the son of someone and it's yeah. like they're literally implying the that he's the son e. of <laughs> 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 exactly it's like oh there's lady d over there it's just yeah. it's, it's funny but um yeah it's uh it's an interesting one it is it is weird that like you say it's just one of those areas that's just gone untapped for so long um yeah and i think watching this it kind of made me realize that i want it so badly because i think and i think that's why i enjoyed this movie quite a bit because i was like this is as close as i've got for a very long time mm. um and, I, and especially i i just think like charming posh british blokes are the the like just like that that whole setup like walter and and Oliver and like all of these people, every single one of them just is this perfect stereotype of a vampire. Yeah, it was um, good. And and yeah, I just kind of like I want that. I want this British gothic vampire movie. Um, and and yeah, this is as close as I've got for a long while to that. Hopefully, uh, Blade will will see a massive resurgence in all this stuff. Um, yeah, I was going to say Blade. I don't think will be the movie that i want but maybe it will be the resurgence <laughs> i mean i'm i'm extremely excited for blade it, it's just how hard they want to go with it but exactly. after doctor strange earlier this year i'm like man they they went harder than i was expecting marvel to go and mm. that was with doctor strange like i get that sam raimi sam raimi is a maniac and and you and he will do sam raimi things um yeah. but like i was shocked at how hard they they went with that movie so it gives me hope that the actual horror film you know in little horror character in blade they'll they'll go even harder and as yeah, they should do for a new blade because they got i mean the casting is is 10 out of 10 so hopefully yeah. that the movie will will follow that um but yeah I've, I've, this has been a great conversation we've just been all over the shop any other tangents oh, yeah, before we, this? <laughs> we, we recommended it um what wesley snipes was good in blade though i liked it. <laughs> that's uh oh, i've actually really want to rewatch blade i've not seen blade since i was one, like 20 was years yeah the first one was there three i think was there i know there was, there was at least trilogy. two i think wow. there was a trilogy because i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i own the blade trilogy on dvd somewhere i'm sure there was a i'm sure it was a trilogy yeah i want to i want to see if blade's got to be on something like on a streaming platform because I, I i really want to watch blade I mean, um, it's in a box in my garage <laughs> i don't think that's a streaming service um what would be. be what would be your uh, recommendation for this one on blade or or josh harnett movies or the invitation <laughs> invitation the one released in 2022 not the movie we talked about six years ago gotcha 
Uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. I enjoyed it. Like as much as we've gone on a tangent, like I, I did enjoy this movie. And uh, yeah, I think it, it ended up delivering on what I wanted it to do. And, and I had a good time. Oh man, I'm really torn. Like I had a, I had a way better time within this conversation than I did watching the film. <laughs> um, I didn't hate it though. I, I just, I don't know. It's just so long and, and so many scenes of darkness where I couldn't tell what was happening. I'm going to say no, because I, I need to stick to my guns. Even though I think a lot of this movie is great, has really good characters um, and a really cool setup. But if, if you choose to shoot your scenes of horror in pure darkness, I will continue to not enjoy your film. And I have to stand by that. Um, I, I literally did have to turn off all lights in the room. I was it's in, mad, isn't it? Bad, yeah. Like, I've not had to do that for a movie and it, and it probably just shows like, cause I, I'm similar to you where I do have to like normally just be like, screw this. I'm just not going to give it the attention. But I, mm. I literally was like, I want to like this. Yeah. And so I like <laughs> turned all the lights off in the house and was like sat in the pitch black, like staring at it. Like, okay, I've got this. <laughs> if you squint hard enough, you just might see something happen in these yeah. scenes where the maids get disappeared. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was our discussion on The Invitation 2022. Uh, We'll take a quick break and we will be right back. So yeah, that is it for another week. Um, I don't know if you've been watching anything in the past week. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, you'll be very happy to know that I did watch one season of The Leftovers. Oh, and very nice. What, you finished season Ooh, one? I finished season one. What did you make of it? Yeah, man, the show's depressing. It's so like, good though, isn't it? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's really good, but it's also just like, I feel like I need a little bit of a break. Yeah, like, well, you've oh, got the sadder stuff, in my opinion, because it yeah. definitely isn't as bad in the rest. It's but I love it for so it, bad. but it becomes something different. Yeah, like, there, there are certain episodes where it's just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. it's, it's really upsetting. And it is also, um, you know, has has these moments with, like, the guilty remnant where I'm just like, oh, they're such pricks. Mm. And, then, and then they just become more pricks. Like, i'm like just when i thought you couldn't be a bigger prick you then do what you did in the finale and uh, yeah it's it but it's it's really good it's got um the, the scene that like part I, I honestly thought nora was gonna kill herself about 50 times yeah nora's um, incredible she's such yeah, a good character like in the finale i was like this is a suicide note and then i was like oh no she's like it's not and then obviously we get the 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 reveal of kind of where it's going to go. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I, I, I genuinely thought, Oh, this finale is just her suicide. note, And we're going to find her like, you know, in her bathtub or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> if the show ends with that, I was like, man, like, I don't know what Matt's made me watch. <laughs> like the fact that the ending we got actually, I was like, Oh, okay. This kind of hope. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That that'll, go it quickly. Sorry? <laughs> that'll go quickly. That hope. Like, but it, yeah, it was. It's good times. It is, it is real good times. It's very, you know, it's it's yeah. The, season one is so character heavy, where yeah. we really don't even go into why people disappeared or mm. anything to do with that. It's like oh, okay, cool. 
Like, yeah, the departure happened. Now here's how we actually live with that. Yeah, like Thanos came, clicked his fingers, like, cool. <laughs> like, and, and it's like, yeah, we're just dealing with our lives and our lives suck because of it. And yeah, that bit's interesting. Like the bit with the whole kind of um, Messiah guy that mm. is trying to impregnate the world. I'm like, okay, you do you, bro. But like, it really, that was very strange. Yeah. Like, and and that's the only bit that's really supernatural. Like, yes, a, a chunk of the world's population disappeared. Yeah. But then, like, it really doesn't, like I say, it doesn't talk about that. And, and it it's just, just is drama, isn't it? Yeah, apart from this this guy that, that has this perceived gift. Um, Nothing and happens that, in season one with him that couldn't be explained, right? Well, it doesn't, apart from, like, there, there are certain, like... I guess with like Nora, where I'm like, when he when he kind of does it to Nora, mm. because I'm like, oh, she's not batshit crazy. Yeah. Like, that's the bit where like all the other people, I'm like, oh, he's just like dealing with crazy people and giving them hope. And like, he is this, you know, he is the quintessential like... Well, he's the um, ultimate placebo. Cult, cult guy, where it's like, oh yeah, you're just latching onto people that need someone to latch onto. And, and, but like, she's the one. And then obviously he does kind of in, in the finale kind of, um, uh, have, have a moment with Kevin where I'm like, oh, has he done something to Kevin? Like, is that going to be a thing? Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Like there's a, he asked him to do a wish and then he just says he grants (laughs) it and dies. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, are you a crazy man? Like, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, We have there at that point. Yeah, like it's it's good. Like I am looking forward to getting into season two. Um, it's it's yeah. definitely you take a break for a bit because mm. season one is awesome. I love it. I, I I don't know what my favorite was. Like one and two, I think are incredible. But one was such its own thing, and I think two is when they straight up were like, we could turn this into Lost, um, <laughs> which I loved because I love Lost, and I, and I do think it's the best Lost like I've ever seen, and I still loved a lot of the characters. Yeah, I'm, not, but I'm like, excited to go back shit. Yeah, it does for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got two more seasons for it to. Yeah, you've not even seen the beginning of it. You've just seen like the amazing oh, yeah, the character emotional work. character work. It's so good. Like, like uh, there's so many characters in that show that I will love forever. Like Kevin and Nora, especially, are two of my favorite. One, like, yeah, she's amazing. She, she it's so so good. It's Echoes such a good show. Oh yeah, yeah. We haven't even talked about. It. Yeah, he's like probably my second favorite character. Yeah, Christopher Eccleston is so good, and and then like Liv Tyler's character, like she gets so much more interested in season two as well. Like it's oh, that's really good. that's good. Shows fantastic. I, I'd say she's probably the disappointment in season one, yeah. where I'm like, because she, you know, she's joining a cult where they go mute. And yeah, I'm like, oh, she can do so much more than that, and like, yeah, her character just doesn't. I don't really get her motivation for for it, really, and mm-hmm. uh, she just kind of like is pissed off with a boyfriend. I'm like, just leave your boyfriend. Like, yeah, they do that a lot because they don't like they don't really explain Laurie or her like yeah. why they are the way they are. Well, but Laurie, you try, you, yeah. you'll get there. Yeah. We 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 got the reveal. I think we we mm. know what she's doing when the blip happens. Yeah. Can we call it the blip? Uh, no, it's the departure. <laughs> <laughs> I want to call it the blip. Um, no, because the blip copied leftovers. You have to give it to the original. Nah, I'm sure it was in a comic book. You know, <laughs> yeah, totally it wasn't. Copyrighted. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, we got we got Laurie's with the kind of baby reveal, which was fucking mm. devastating. 
Yeah. Um, so like, I kind of get why she screwed up in the head. But yeah, yeah. good times. It's, eh? it's, it's an amazing show. Like, I'm, I, I've obviously loved watching. I'm continuing to watch Lost. Um, but I, I did watch actually one episode of a TV show, which sadly wasn't good. Um, oh, you watched American Horror Story. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I watched the first episode of obviously season two of American Horror Stories, and I just don't know if I can be bothered to watch anymore. Have, have you watched any more? Oh yeah. How many have you watched? I hate myself. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> I watched three. I forgot this is coming from the man that watches The Walking Dead. Um, yeah, I, I, value, I value my time there's always, there. There's always hope that there'll be a good one. Mm. Because, like, it, you know, with, with, like, the season of, like, American Horror Story or whatever, like, if the season starts bad, then you're like, oh, right, I've got to put up with this whole season. But with this, like, each episode stands a chance of being good. They just happen to not be. <laughs> Well, I'll let I'll let you so, continue to do that. So then you watch Dollhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. So with Dollhouse, I thought you know the whole setup in that initially was quite interesting, right? Like, did you were you in it initially, or were you? I thought, it was, I thought it was okay. I was like, this is very like, okay. It's very generic, very yeah. generic horror, but I'm like, okay, like you know, this is a horror anthology, kind of with horror anthology. Sometimes you want just a generic. Yeah, Creepshow did an episode very similar to this, but was, mm. that was just a lot better. <laughs> yeah, but, but the, yeah, the second she gets captured and, and is in this like real life dollhouse, it just becomes instantly uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Like the the rest of the episode, once we get past the setup, just gets less and less interesting as it gets unpacked. And then like when we get the escape and then we get the reveal, I was like, of like how this is linked to American Horror Story, it triggered me so hard. Yeah, I, it's I don't really. Like want to watch it anymore? It, it's really <laughs> stupid. Like they're kind of the way they fall back on these legacy characters, and I think mm. that it's ultimately. I've just realised that this show is not what I thought it was going to be. Like I thought yeah. it was just going to be just a completely fresh thing. Like to use that brand of American Horror Story was just the way to get people to watch a new horror anthology, just like any horror anthology. Yeah. But actually, it's not. It's it's going to be a way for them to fill in different areas in the timelines of these seasons. And I think that's such a weird choice when you have a show that at its best always moves on from legacy from characters after a year anyway. So like, I don't see why they're like, Oh yeah, well remember this thing that happened? Like, I mean, you know, this brings up Coven. Like when did Coven air? It was about eight or nine years ago. Right. (laughs) I know. And, and now suddenly they're like, oh, remember that character in Coven? Well, now we're yeah, going to give you a bit of backstory. The fact that, like, they're, like, they're digging deep into it. They're like, oh, if you're a hardcore fan, you're going to like this. I'm like, yeah, that's not what I want, mate. No, like, I, I, I think the complete opposite. Because, like, yeah, as no. someone who watched them when they aired, I'm like, yeah, I really liked Coven eight years ago. I didn't, I didn't suddenly sit here and go, oh, yeah, but all these years later, I'm going to find out the backstory of one of these characters, which it does work well. I had to read up on it because I couldn't remember anything about the character in Coven because it's been eight years. But, yeah. like, reading about it and what he did in Coven, I was like, oh, this is a cool backstory to that character that does make a lot of sense. But I'm like okay like but i don't need it and it's right. and again it's years later it's just ridiculous well, like to I say, me, so. episode two and three that i've watched are their own stories mm. um so episode two has got the um uh, returning actress yeah um the 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 black woman i can't think of her name um uh, who's in coven as well isn't she i can't remember her name either no um 
she's got quite an unusual name i think but she's um she's like the lead and in this kind of um she basically is buying a smart doorbell right uh, one of these video doorbells and like weird shit starts to happen with the video feed and like there's someone at the door on the video but they're not actually there when she opens the door yeah and like it's a really cool premise and especially because i've just brought one of those fucking things um <laughs> so it worked well but then like again as the episode goes on it just gets less and less interesting to mm. the point that i'd completely lost interest by the final five minutes yeah and, and yeah and, and then and, and episode three pissed me off in a different way as well <laughs> So <laughs> episode episode three, when we got to the reveal of what what was actually happening, I I rewatched parts of the episode. I went back and watched them. I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. Like it, they 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 try to do like a twist, but they right. it just doesn't work because there are multiple scenes that then the, the dialogue makes no fucking sense. Now you know the reveal. Like it's uh, it's preposterous. Like I need you to watch it just just so I like uh, what episode three. Right, I I I was just reading about episode four. Like I wouldn't I'll normally go. do this, but this is hilarious. Can I read you the first line of the synopsis? Sure, man. Like I really so like <laughs> the episode's called Milkmaids, and the I mean, first line reads, "You're gonna what? How about are you are you in after this? In 18th century New England." Yeah, keep talking. A village has been devastated by smallpox. Yeah, so I think I'm out. Like, it's finally... <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, that's going to be great. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure yeah, that's going to feel very authentic. At this point, they're three, <laughs> And then they bring fucking 18th century shit into this. Yeah, I mean, what are you doing? I just don't. I don't get it at all. I don't know why they've done this. I really don't. I think we've talked so much about American Horror Story and how you know yeah, the good the, yeah. the good outweighs the bad massively in terms of the seasons yeah. um but this is just awful as a spin-off i just don't get it at all it's just such a blight on the name now mm. in a bad and it puts way more pressure on the actual show to be good um the main show because you're like you need to watch like we had that last year where we had the bad taste of stories we went straight into the new season which i thought was good but not great and ultimately didn't end very well and and i needed that kick to immediately you know wash this away and, and now we're at a point where as we discussed a few weeks ago like it seems like it's coming soon but it doesn't even have a release date right now mm-hmm. um so who knows I'm, I'm curious about um i was expecting creep show this year but i can't even remember like is creep show coming back soon i can't i can't I don't recall know. I don't know. there's been so much because obviously chucky is in a couple of weeks i have actually re- I started re-watching chucky um right. so i'm like two right. episodes in and it's god it's so goddamn good i absolutely love it it's like it's just my happy place it, it really has fulfilled it's that evil dead. yeah exactly like i don't i'll never compare the two um but that's the only comparison i will make is that i got to a point where watching ash vs evil dead was my unrequited happy place every single week mm. and i cannot wait for chucky to be that again regardless of what happens i know that once that comes on and i see that little guy i'm just gonna have a smile on my face every single week um i think that's the thing where it's like they they have to just shit the bed so badly for it not to be like comfort food for me at this point definitely like like yeah. what actress evil dead was like give me give me chucky and give me a bit of the other characters and i'm gonna just like just stuff it in my face yeah and it was like with with ash versus evil dead it's like oh if those three characters are back for the you know it was like i remember with season three i can't remember which one of them hadn't been announced for the longest time but i was like mm. oh we need all three at this point and if we've got all yeah. three, i know i'm gonna get gold 
yeah definitely um but yeah in, in the coming weeks we've got loads of stuff we're back in the cinema for the next couple of weeks Jesus, uh really? big release this weekend don't worry darling um so very Come much on, looking forward to that one. in the yeah, uk i know yeah they're both on the odin app already which is mind-blowing so i'm um, very excited in... for don't worry darling yeah me too like I've, i can't believe it's finally here it feels like we've been talking about this movie for so long mm. um and I, I hope it's good. It looks very, very interesting. Um, and then, yeah, Smile the week after another, another big horror release. Um, I'm seeing that on buses and shit already, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of ads on like YouTube and stuff for that, mm. which is crazy. Um, and then, yeah, like we got obviously Chucky soon. Um, that week as well. The week after will be Hellraiser. Um, mm-hmm. it's, oh, and by the way, next week a new Rob Zombie movie drops. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna show on it. No, we're not. We won't be doing a show on it. Like we would have if if nothing was out. But there's stuff to talk about, so we'll we'll definitely watch it. We'll probably talk about it on when we talk about Smile. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, good stuff. And yeah, Halloween, Terrified too. At some point, hopefully, we'll get to see that movie. Um, there's oh, there's like other yeah. stuff I'm forgetting about. There's not, there's not a chance we're seeing Terrified two anytime soon. No, like, not not with the shit show we've had where we don't get to see Pearl or fucking Barbarian. There's no way we're seeing the only the only hope with that is that they just put it out everywhere. Well, yeah, that's they the just thing. Put it out on an Instagram. Yeah, that's not a big release. So, like, mm. the idea of that just coming straight to streaming makes a lot of sense. But yeah. these other movies are they are weirdly yeah, protective. Yeah, like they're protective, but to what end? It's like you're making currently zero pounds in in england yeah like, <laughs> like you'll at least you'll at least get like you know 20 quid off us exactly yeah do that stupid 48 hour 20 quid thing and we're stupid enough to buy it because we have to so yeah. <laughs> um yeah. that's better than nothing um but yeah that we've plenty of exciting stuff like, i'm sure there's other stuff for, oh yeah like there's a new vhs movie out in a couple of weeks <laughs> like there's genuinely there's always at least one of the big movies i'm looking forward to like i forget because there's so much so yeah. this is easily the most packed holiday season we've had which is great um yeah, it seems like we'll be getting all that stuff as well so maybe that's our reward award for not getting movies that we want to see currently um but good yeah, times good times ahead as well for sure i was gonna like, say yeah <laughs> we're gonna have a two month on a long halloween celebration which is gonna be great it's gonna like we can have all of all of november is gonna be filled with just catching up on stuff which is great because like yeah. i really wanted to do a show on chucky because we mm. love chucky and but it's difficult because when it comes out it's busy also we watch it week to week and love talking about it every week so it's probably a better just to have that conversation every you, week. i don't think we ever did a show on ash versus evil dead did we no we didn't no no and so like it makes more sense for the shows obviously when they drop in one go like the netflix thing um hmm. Speaking of a new show, like I was then thinking, oh yeah, I'm catching up on stuff, and then of course, bloody Andor drops tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, Flanagan. I mean, the trailer. Oh yeah, today. yeah. yeah mid- the Midnight doing. Club is out yeah, in a couple of weeks as mm. well. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. Oh, we're gonna have some multiple like episodes where we're literally talking about multiple films and TV shows. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, um, let alone when you start watching the Blade movies, like it's, it's gonna yeah. be a journey. My backlog is stupid right now because I want to watch Terrifier before Terrifier Two. Mm. I've got um, Hellraiser Inferno for some unknown reason I want to watch, which I'm, I'm not going to watch that. I want you to watch um, that. I, I want to start watching Argento movies as well, because of obviously seeing Dark Glasses. And we got a recommend- you, you've made a promise to watch Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah. 
I've only watched one of them. I've watched is it Dream Warriors, the third one. So I still yeah. need to watch about what another three or four the before we get to basically the ones that you've never really seen. <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy. And yeah, like mentioning, yeah, I want to watch Argento movies, and we got a recommendation from Sean about one which I hadn't heard of, so I've already tracked that one down. And yeah, I've just got rewatched The Northman. I've got the 4K sitting here. Um, so many, so much stuff to watch, which is a good, it's a nice problem to have leading into year end. Like it's yeah, luckily, be... luckily there's not like a four hour weekly episode of Lord of the Rings drop in along with Game <laughs> of Thrones and Star Wars shit. It's <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? I just oh, remembered yeah, something else. Yeah, and um, Del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities is out really soon as well. Oh, he needs to just chill. He needs to put that on the <laughs> shelf. Put that back in the cabinet, Del Toro. Like, there's so pass. much stuff on it. It's crazy. Cool I, need to, I need you not to put that out right now. Yeah, see, like that I wanted to do a show on as well, because that's all out like, really quickly as well. It's like multiple days in a row. So, oh, God, there's so much. It's a, like I say, it's a good problem. I'm not complaining. It's just overwhelming. Um, yeah, But it's, it's great. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like th- from now on, we've just got banger content for the next, like, hopefully two months. So, yeah, yeah, good times. Uh, yeah, but that was episode 316. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. And we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Could, how could I start now? Honey, I'm down, it's not that I need ya Look at me now